So tea time we were talking about lay ethics and uh, a lay vinaya and there are various suttas where you find um, quite extensive descriptions of the way lay folk are encouraged to practice. The longest one is Sigalavada Sutta, the Sutta to Sigala. This is called the Vyagapacha Sutta, Conditions of Welfare. Let's look at this and see what we come up with. Okay? In this sutta, the Buddha instructs rich householders, rich householders, that's how to preserve and increase their prosperity and how to avoid loss of wealth. Wealth alone, however, does not make a complete man or a harmonious society. Possession of wealth all too often multiplies man's desires and he is ever in the pursuit of amassing more wealth and power. The unrestrained craving, however, leaves him dissatisfied and stifles his inner growth. It creates conflict and disharmony in society through the resentment of the underprivileged who feel themselves exploited by the effects of unrestrained craving. Therefore, the Buddha follows up his advice on material welfare with four essential conditions for spiritual welfare. Confidence in the Buddha's teachings and in the Buddha's enlightenment, virtue, liberality, and wisdom. These four will instill in a person a sense of higher values. He will then not only pursue his own material concern, but also be aware of his duty towards society. To mention only one of the implications, a wisely and generously employed liberality will reduce tensions and conflicts in society. Thus, the observing of these conditions of material and spiritual welfare will make for an ideal citizen in an ideal society. Thus have I heard, once the exalted one was dwelling amongst the Kolyans in their market town named Kakarapata. Then Digajanu, a Kolyan, approached the exalted one, respectfully saluted him and sat on one side. Thus seated, he addressed the exalted one as follows. We, Lord, are laymen who enjoy worldly pleasure. We lead a life encumbered by wife and children. We use sandalwood of cassi. We deck ourselves with garlands, perfumes, and unguents. We use gold and silver. To those like us, O Lord, let the exalted one preach the Dhamma. Teach those things that lead to weal and happiness in this life and to weal and happiness in future life. Weal, that's an old word. Weal, that's well-being. or Well, old Victorian word. Four conditions, Vyagapaja, conduce to a householder's weal and happiness in this very life. Which four? The accomplishment of persistent effort, the accomplishment of watchfulness, good friendship, and balanced livelihood. Okay? So the accomplishment of persistent effort. What is the accomplishment of persistent effort? 
Herein, Vyagapacha, by whatsoever activity a householder earns his living, whether by farming, by trading, by rearing cattle, by archly, by service under the king, or by any other kind of craft, at that he becomes skillful and is not lazy. He is endowed with a power of discernment as to the proper ways and means. He is able to carry out and allocate duties. This is called the accomplishment of persistent effort. All right, we were talking about that, developing your craft and so on. What is the accomplishment of watchfulness? Here in Vyagapacha, whatsoever wealth a householder is in possession of, obtained by dint of effort, collected by strength of arm, by the sweat of his brow, justly acquired by right means, such he husbands well by guarding and watching, so that kings would not seize it, which is the government, I suppose. <laughs> kings would not seize it, thieves would not steal it, fire would not burn it, water could not, would not carry it away, nor ill-disposed heirs remove it. It's kind of the same as it is now, isn't it? <laughs> 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years. This is the accomplishment of watchfulness. So you kind of translate into your own life and what that might mean. What is good friendship? Here in Vyagapaja, in whatsoever village or market town a householder dwells, he associates, converses, engaged in discussions with householders or householder sons, whether young and highly cultured or old and highly cultured, full of faith, Sada, full of virtue, sila, full of charity, chaka, full of wisdom. He acts in accordance with the faith of the faithful, with the virtue of the virtuous, with the charity of the charitable, with the wisdom of the wise. This is called good friendship. That's good to remember. Full of faith, full of virtue, full of charity, and full of wisdom. It's a nice... Nice foursome to consider in friendships. So if your friend is kind of telling you to get into a Ponzi scheme, you find a very good friend. <clears throat> what is balanced livelihood? Here in Vyagapadja, a householder knowing his income and expenses leads a balanced life, neither extravagant nor miserly, knowing that thus his income will stand in excess of his expenses, but not his expenses in excess of his income. Fair enough, yeah, so don't get in debt, which is hard for students these days. Huh? Very difficult one for students. So, just as, a gold, just as the goldsmith or an apprentice of his knows on holding up a balance that by so much it has dipped down and by so much it has tilted up. Even so, a householder, knowing his income and expenses, leads a balanced life, neither extravagant nor miserly, knowing that thus his income will stand in excess of his expenses, but not his expenses in excess of his income. If Vyagapacha, a householder with little income, were to lead an extravagant life, there would be those who say 
This person enjoys his property like one who eats wood apple. There's a very strange footnote on this. Wood apple. The footnote is... Utumparakadaka. Remember that? (laughs) And the commentary explains that one who wishes to eat wood apple shakes the tree with the result that many fruits fall, but only a few are eaten, with a large number wasted. I find that one a bit difficult. Anyway, we go back. So, if Vyagapaja, a householder with a large income, were to lead a wretched life, there would be those who say, this person will die like a starveling. So that's one who is very niggardly. The wealth thus amassed, Vyagapaja, has four sources of destruction. Debauchery, drunkenness, gambling, friendship, companionship, and intimacy with evildoers. So that was the same then as it is now. Just as in the case of a great tank with four inlets and outlets, if a man should close the inlets and open the outlets, and there should be no adequate rainfall, decrease of water is to be expected in that tank, and not an increase. Even so, there are four sources for the destruction of amassed wealth. Debauchery, drunkenness, gambling, and friendship, companionship, and intimacy with evildoers. There are four sources for the increase of amassed wealth. Abstinence from debauchery, abstinence from drunkenness, non-indulgence in gambling, friendship, companionship, and intimacy with the good. Just as in the case of a great tank with four inlets and four outlets, if a person were to open the inlets and close the outlets, and there should be adequate rainfall, an increase in water is certainly to be expected in that tank and not a decrease. Even so, these four conditions are the sources of increase of amassed wealth. These four conditions, Vyagapaja, are conducive to a householder's weal and happiness in this very life. So that's the financial part of your life. Conditions of spiritual progress. Four conditions, Vyagapaja, conduce to a householder's weal and happiness in his future life. Which four? The accomplishment of faith, the accomplishment of virtue, the accomplishment of charity, and the accomplishment of wisdom. What is the accomplishment of faith? Herein, a householder is possessed of faith. He believes in the enlightenment of the perfect one. Thus indeed is that blessed one. He is the pure one, fully enlightened, endowed with, a, with knowledge and conduct, well gone, the knower of the worlds, the incomparable leader of men to be tamed, the teacher of gods and men, all-knowing and blessed. This is called the accomplishment of faith. And that's a, that's a traditional, uh, I, classical way of describing the qualities of the Buddha. So, why is that important? Well, it's not just like a kind of doctrinal exclusivity, like saying that our guy's right and the, and the other guys are wrong, but it's rather, I think, for me, that that first of all there is enlightenment, that there is a kind of realization possible in human in our human birth that is 
profoundly non-materialistic and that there is someone who's realized that and that he's offered a teaching in which we can realize that too. So that faith, I think, really points to a non-materialistic way of looking at life. You know, that there is a spiritual way, that there is a, a way of transcendence and that it is possible. So it's not just a a kind of rearrangement of your of your personality to be happier or, or um, not just kind of a kind of becoming a better person so you can enjoy life more. You know, it's much more profound than that and much deeper than that. So that just the very I think the very fact that there is enlightenment is a whole different perspective on life. If you have if you have no no sort of vision of a transcendent realization that's possible, then materialism or the khandas or, or one's emotional life or personal life become very limited by that lack of vision, I would say. And then that someone did this and that there's a teaching which offers a path. And that's, that would engage you with the teaching in a, in a, in a profound way, not just in a way of... Um, psychological betterment, which is fine, you know, Buddhism can do that, or, or, or a, a better social life, but rather uh, an aspiration which is very deep and, and uh, has a vision in it. At least that's how this, for me, you know, that, that's why the accomplishment of faith for me is important. What is the accomplishment of virtue? Herein a householder abstains from killing, stealing, sexual misconduct, lying, and from intoxicants that cause infatuation and heedlessness. This is called the accomplishment of virtue. So sila, and those are the five precepts. Um, and it's an accomplishment in the sense that you have to do it. You have to continually do it. The accomplishment of charity. Herein a householder dwells at home with heart free from the stain of avarice, devoted to charity, open-handed, delighting in generosity, attending to the needy, delighting in the distribution of alms. This is called the accomplishment of charity. And why is that important? Because a, a heart of generosity is a heart which has a lot of freedom. And a heart of avarice is very much caught in its own greed. So it's an uplifting quality, uh, and it's a non-selfish quality, and very, very important for the foundation for enlightenment. What is the accomplishment of wisdom? Herein a householder is wise. He is endowed with wisdom that understands the arising and cessation of the five aggregates of, of existence. He is possessed of the noble penetrating insight that leads to the destruction of suffering. This is called the accomplishment of wisdom. And so we, we talk about our own suffering and how do we deal with it and how do I deal with my emotions and my attachments and fears and conditioning and so on. And that's the accomplishment of wisdom is huge, isn't it? And and you could see, but if you if there was no... No, if, if livelihood or lifestyle did not include that, then uh, you'd be missing a lot. <laughs> yeah. and, and yet, that very accomplishment of wisdom gives uh, any life, lay life or monastic life, the highest aspiration, freedom from suffering. So it makes all things, in some sense, a monastery. In that, in the, if you look at monastery as a symbol for a place that encourages... Uh, contemplation and, and, and liberation from suffering. 
So this, so the, again, herein a householder is wise. He's endowed with wisdom that understands the arising and cessation of the five aggregates of existence, so that basic teaching of Anicca around the five khandhas. He is possessed of the noble, penetrating insight that leads to the destruction of suffering. This is called the accomplishment of wisdom. These four conditions, Vyagapadja, conduce to a householder's wheel and happiness in his future life. Energet, and this is a poetic form, which is probably better in Pali, but energetic and heedful in his tasks, wisely administering his wealth. He lives a balanced life, protecting what he has amassed. Endowed with faith and virtue too, generous he is and free from avarice. He ever works to clear the path that leads to wheel in future life. Thus to the layman full of faith, by him so truly named enlightened, these eight conditions have been told, which now and after lead to bliss. So that sutta is one of four suttas, and in, in, I took this from the Access to Insight website. I don't know if you're aware of that. It's a very good website, and it has many essays by Ajantanisaro, and uh, many sutta references, and there are three suttas here, the four. Um, I'll give you the reference later, but the longest sutta is the Sigalavada Sutta, which is everyone. It's called Every Man's Ethics. Sigalavada Sutta. And, and that's worthy of a read, too. I can give you the reference later. But I think that's, uh, that's sufficient for tonight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anamayam Dhamakataya Sadhu Karam Dadamase Sadhu